And when you change yourself, you will actually change the whole world. And what I want to do is empower the individual. Like I think change happens on the individual level. So if you wake up in the morning, you don't check your phone, you exercise, meditate, you do something productive first thing, you don't have goals, you have priorities. You set your priorities and you hit your priorities. You make your bed, you tend to your garden, you clean your house, you make your corner of the world as best as you can because everybody can get on board with that. Then you help your neighbor, you help your community. And if everybody did that, the world would change overnight. This is the Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Good morning, good afternoon, or evening, whatever time of day you are listening. Thank you for spending part of your day and life with us on The Medicine. I am so glad you're here, wanting to broaden the horizons of your mind and your life. Okay, what if I told you that we could transform the world overnight? Would you believe me? This is just one of the expansive topics that we dive into today with the incredibly insightful and superhero level talented Mark Wooding. Mark is the artist behind the hugely successful and engaging YouTube channel called After School, spelled S-K-O-O-L. With four years of content now and one million subscribers, After School is a collection of motivational speeches, lectures, and historical concepts with the backdrop of amazingly colorful comics illustrated in time-lapse video. So simultaneously, your eyes watch a mysteriously talented hand illustrate these vibrant pictures on a whiteboard and your ears hear unique and expansive ideas spoken out. The combination is equal parts mesmerizing and impressive, for sure. After-school videos are 5 to sometimes 30 minutes on topics such as philosophy, mental health, and non-traditional hypotheses on ancient history, like the Egyptians. It's everything from Alan Watts to Dave Chappelle to Steve Jobs, and even Mark's own original ideas. Chase and I have spent hours engaged in these videos, which have been nothing less than transformational. So this is truly a bucket list interview for us. We honestly didn't want this discussion to end. Um, Mark is a rare kind of human with the artistic, boastworthy, genius-like talent combined with the authentic kindness and humility of the best friend that we all want. Y'all are going to love him. Now, if you haven't watched any of the after-school content, um, once we get into the interview and questions, you'll likely ask yourself, why are Mimi and Chase so obsessed with these videos? And you may actually have the desire to pause this podcast and go watch a few. If you have that urge, I invite you to do so. You'll enjoy this interview so much more if you've seen even just one of his videos. And when you do enjoy the interview, please leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app. They help others find episodes like this that 
are only spreading light and expansive thinking into our world, which needs it so much. Enjoy this interview with the uniquely talented and insightful Mark Wooding. Okay, bye. I'm ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) All right, we're going. I love it. All right, you guys, we have such a treat for you today. Um, I say we because Chase is joining me on this interview. (laughs) Um, And I'll let him speak a little bit why why he's joining me today specifically. But um, as you know from the intro, Mark is a total badass and... Um, He has some incredible videos and art that he shares with the world, and not only art, but ideas. And they've been transformative for people, certainly for us, and uh, especially for Chase. And I'll let him explain a little bit more. Yeah, man. Before we get going, I just want to express my gratitude uh, to you and and what you create has been so so transformative for me. Um, As as you know a little bit, and, and our audience knows. You know, my background um, is in is in a world of public finance, and I was I was working crazy, crazy hours. Um, found myself divorced, alone, and uh, late at night, sort of wondering what else is out there. Finding myself into the YouTubes of the world, uh, onto your channel specifically, and that is uh, that is after school. And I don't know if it's because I learned more from SpongeBob and Batman the animated series as a kid than I did from school, um, or if it was uh, you know the, the misspelling of after school, which I which I freaking love. But man, it it, it found me. You found me, and, and uh, really introduced me to some transformative thoughts and ideas that have now been like a three year uh, journey into those fields, of which has brought this incredible angel. Uh, back into my life. So, so much gratitude for you, man. Wow. I have so much gratitude for you too, as well. Um, I wouldn't call myself a badass, but thank you. (laughs) That was, that was a very humbling intro. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Okay. So we have a bunch of questions to ask you. Um, We're so curious about you and what you do in the world, but also you just mark as a human. Um, And so one of the questions that we ask, the first question that we ask every single guest is, what do you love? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? That's a good question. Uh, Probably just finding uh, your purpose in life. Um, I think that we've kind of been conditioned, especially the millennial generation, to pursue happiness. And that is very short-lived. We pursue the likes. We pursue uh, sweet-tasting food, um, uh, extrinsic happiness, things that are external. But I think the long-lasting happiness comes from within. It's intrinsic. And uh, that comes from pursuing your purpose. Um, so I, I have this exercise that I give a lot of uh, young people that ask me questions where I have these uh, four circles that intersect. And one circle is what you love. One is what you're good at. Another circle is uh, what the world needs. And the last one is what people will pay you to do. Yeah. And the intersection of those f- four circles is your sweet spot. And I tell people to find their sweet spot. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And it, it sounds like, oh yeah, just find the sweet spot. But sometimes it can take 30 or even 50 years to get there. Right. And, and, it's so easy when, you know, like ourselves, and, and I'm sure you, when you're an achiever and you have that achiever mindset to find yourself being quote unquote good at many things, 
but it's actually hitting on that that sort of quadrant to ensure that you're finding that that true purpose. I, I love that, and it's a it's a good transition to my next question, really, which yeah. is, um, you know, what's what's your origin story? How how did you get into this? Uh, what kept you going? Is it is it um, a real target? Do you have a goal, or is it more of that Alan Watts dance style? Yeah. Oh, I that's probably my favorite idea, that Alan Watts dance concept, that life is is a dance, not a, a journey with a destination. Uh, yeah, my, a little bit of my, my backstory is I've been animating for 10 years now, and I was a freelancer and kind of coming up in the freelance world, just doing um, projects for, for companies like Facebook and Intel, and that, that was great, and the money was good, um, but I wasn't really creating, I had all these ideas, and I, I was kind of just making other people happy, and I would have this mantra as I was doing these videos for companies, like the name of the game is just get it done. Just make, I was pretty much just trying to make them happy so I could get paid. And um, it really wasn't my best work. Sometimes I felt like, you know, I was just trying to make one person satisfied to get a paycheck. And um, pretty much how I started, what what triggered me to start after school is is sometimes you have to get so uncomfortable that you, get launched into doing something different. People don't change until there's the discomfort level gets high enough. So until not changing is more uncomfortable. And uh, a presidential candidate came to me in 2016 and asked me to do a video for them. And I, I'm not, I stay out of politics and I was kind of debating, should I do it? Should I not? It was a big opportunity, but you know, then I'm connected to this presidential candidate. Sure. And I figured, um, you know, if I say no, it's not like the video is not going to get done. So I said, yes, here's another payday and uh, slaved away. In the end, they said they're not going to use the project and they, they tossed it and they didn't pay me. Oh, wow. my and, gosh. Um, I kind of took that as a blessing, though, because I was like, you know, what? this is the sign that I needed to just, you know, you compromise your values to do this project. You, you're not pursuing your passion. Hmm. What is your intuition telling you? So I was like, all right. My intuition telling me just forget the money for a little while. Give yourself some time to, to get these ideas out that are in your head. So I gave myself one year. I loved YouTube at the time. I still love YouTube. One year to, to get 100,000 subscribers. So I wrote down, I was pretty into the law of attraction at that time. Oh, nice. I had like the vision board. I put 100,000 subscribers on August 31st, 2017. This is August of 2016 when I wrote that. And literally on the day... August 31st, I hit a hundred thousand subscribers. No wow. way. No way. That's crazy. It was crazy. And the funny thing was, um, six months in, I, I wasn't even at a thousand subscribers. So I'm like, okay, mm. I'm not even 1% to my goal and it's halfway through the year. Wow. Uh, I don't see how, but I was like, all right, you promise yourself you're going to give yourself a year. And so the thing about when you're creating online, all you need is that one hit. Sure. So all I needed was one video to take off. And eventually uh, one did, and that was about why millennials kind of suck and our, our whole generation. <laughs> and uh, I got a lot, of, a lot of hate for that, but you know, online, uh, there is really no bad press in the beginning. Right. Just around. And uh, that took off. And then I kind of replicated that style of video and the next one's kind of got traction. And each video is kind of like a road that leads back to your channel. And yeah. so- if a video is taken off, it's like a highway leading back to your channel. And uh, yeah, eventually things started soaring up. That's awesome. Where do you, 
where do you pull your content from? Because certainly there's infinite ideas, I'm sure, at this point for you. How do you think of an idea or see something and think, yep, that's going to be now my next project, which I'm sure takes a mm. shit ton of work. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the beginning, it was hard because it was so open-ended. That's kind of why I call it after school because I just wanted something open-ended where I could talk about anything. Mm. Um, at first, I wanted to make like cute little science videos. And now I've kind of moved away from that and gone more deeper philosophical type ideas, yeah. like yeah. deepest questions. So um, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always just looking for inspiration from conversations like these. I'll, I'll get an idea and I'll just write it down. And I, I have a running list of hundreds mm. of videos. Wow. And then I'll, I'll search, um, has anybody answered this question before? And if nobody's really answered that question in that space, I'll, I'll go for it. I love that. That's so cool. That sounds like our dinner conversations. We, uh, <laughs> we're constantly trying to yeah. stump each other into uh, the depths of questioning mm -hmm. and, and what else hasn't been, had been figured out in this world. Um, out of curiosity, coming from a, a brand, the medicine that misspells intentionally the yeah. word medicine, um, out, of, out of curiosity, is there, is there intention in your after school spelling or was that uh, just already taken? Um, yeah, there, there's, there's definitely some intention there. I thought that, um, in school, I don't know how school is nowadays for kids, but when I was in school, we put a really big emphasis on memorization and just things that didn't really seem to set you up for life and didn't get me excited about the learning. Like I loved learning, but I never cared much for school. I wasn't like an A plus student. And, um, you know, I love history, but I found myself kind of bored in history class and, um, after school is kind of like your education that you get after school. And I misspelled school because it's like spelling to me doesn't make sense. There's so many things. That, like, <laughs> right. Seriously. They'd be like, they'd call me up on, and they'd say spell knife. And I'd be like, N-I-F-E. And they'll be like, no, that's wrong. And I'm like, how's that wrong? And they'll be like, in front. I'm like, it's silent. Well, then why don't you get rid of it? No, no, no. Yeah. Like, Seriously. Little kids ask questions that tend to make more sense than, you know, adults are just like, that's the way it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we feel that there's a lot about um, medicine that doesn't make sense either. Yes. Yeah, that was our intention was anyone that looks at this, that reads this word medicine will understand immediately, oh, this is a different type of medicine. They don't maybe know what type yet, but they know it's different than traditional medicine. Mm -hmm. um, so that was something that definitely stood out and, you know, just seeing, seeing the name and Chase was the one, like I said earlier, that introduced me. And at first I was like, wow, these are just, these are really cool. Like they're just visually, obviously the art is incredible. Um, but then like really picking up and putting the, almost like you're entertained by the art and just like, oh my gosh, in awe of, of how beautifully you draw, but then also the message that you're hearing it's it's i tell people that like it's it's teaching your brain and your soul at the same time um, and i i mean that because it almost like it puts our brains as an adult into almost like a childlike state not unlike you know kids sitting around in a circle listening to someone read to them and they're looking at pictures they're learning and looking at pictures 
And so one thing I was noticing for me, it puts me almost in that childlike state where I am more like sponge, like Mm -hmm. where I am taking in more information. And then in my head, when I think about the message later, I see your pictures and it helps me remember the actual message and it's like locked in. Um, Was there any intention with that? (laughs) Well, uh, there's many different styles of learning. I, I think there's probably four or five. There's audio, learning from hearing. There's reading. You, I, I never was good at re- retaining what I read. Same. Um, then there's people that learn from actually doing the thing. And um, then some people have to see it. So what I'm trying to do is like combine all the styles of learning into one. So you're hearing it, you're seeing it. You also feel like you're almost kind of doing it because you're seeing like the hand drawing and you can almost yeah. imagine that's maybe your hand. Uh, although I am left-handed, so a lot of people don't don't relate. Um, uh, yeah, so just combining all the different styles of learning. Sometimes my style is not the best for, to convey a message, so I'll, I'll mix it up. Like I hired a different animator to, to collab with me on this next one, and um, sometimes I'll I'll use some pictures or. But um, yeah, it's all about like just getting it in your brain and, and figuring out how to like apply it and make people remember it. Yeah, one of the things I. I so appreciate, um, and something we're trying to do uh, with our with our brand as well is um, such introductory and um, sort of like safe content. Will Smith, um, Tony Robbins, some of these names that that you might see on a NBC.com homepage, but two, three, four videos in, all of a sudden you're. Paul Stamets and learning about psychedelics or Michael Pollan and how to, how to change your, your mind. And um, I love that beautiful approach because what's so often uh, a turnoff for many in a little bit more of the woo space is the messaging that comes out of that. And sometimes, you know, a, a huge tie dye grateful dead t-shirt may not be the medium that uh, the people we're trying to reach uh, need to see. And so I, I really do appreciate that. Um, out of curiosity, as someone who's not necessarily into the arts, what goes into the creative process? I, I mean, it's so incredible what you put together. I'm so fascinated as to how it comes together. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it it's a process. Uh, so f- about 40% of my videos are completely original. So I will actually write the script. And usually a script takes about a month to write. So I'll... Um, it's not like full time a month. It'll be like um, I'll interview people, do research, and then kind of after a month of feeling it out, I'll, I'll put together a short like five minute script. And then um, from there, it takes about a week to, to draw all the visuals. And I do everything on an actual whiteboard. Um, and then probably another week to edit. And wow. uh, I'm right now I'm a one man team. So wow. I, I don't Wow, yeah. that's amazing. A lot of people think that it's it's a big crew, and sometimes I'll even respond to people wow. under the, uh, I'll say, uh, oh, thank you very much. I'll say our or we or or us. Yeah. Uh, really, it's just me. I'm I'm looking to to start a team soon, but it's hard when you're. This is like my baby to let go of part of the yeah, process. Totally. Um, so yeah, it takes about two weeks per video just just to do the the whole video editing process. And uh, so I put out one video every two weeks. That's about as fast as I can I can get them out. Um, and then sometimes I take audio from uh, other speakers. I think that's probably what I'm best known for, like Alan Watts or Jordan Peterson. 
I'll take an existing audio and I'll, I'll have to get permission from them to use it. And then um, I actually like that because then I don't have to do the whole script process. Yeah. But sure. Yeah. Um, I do. I do really love writing. Um, like I, I have a video coming out about um, should we be afraid of artificial intelligence? That's coming mm. out um, next. Mm. And I pretty much just during the whole pandemic thing, I, I rented a cabin in the woods and I just like locked myself in that cabin and just like went to town writing that script. Amazing. Um, so yeah, the cool thing about after school is you can do anything. And then 20% of the videos are, are collaborations with other YouTubers. Hmm. Um, Cause there's a lot of creators out there and we've got a little network going. So sometimes they'll be like, Hey, I've got this idea. Would you animate over it? And um, it's cool. There's no exchange of money. It's just exchanging ideas and, hmm. and creative abilities. That's awesome. Wow. That's wow. a lot. I, I can only imagine like as your arm is going in time lapsed, you know, uh, really super fast. Um, it looks like, Oh, he's doing that so quickly and so easily, but I can only imagine how long it takes. And in a couple of videos, you know, you've mentioned, I've heard you say like these videos take a lot of work. And if you could, if you really like these videos, you can support me here. Um, and I think that, you know, we're definitely going to do that because we love them so much. And anyone who can appreciate this art should, should, because, um, you can tell that that's not your goal, right? Otherwise you would ask for it on every single video. Um, you can really tell that like you pour your heart yeah. into it and that comes through. Like if you're wondering if that comes through, it absolutely does. Oh, wow. What is, um, what is some of the positive feedback that you've heard from people like your ride or die super fans? I guess besides us and um and then have you had any like negative feedback and how do you deal with that that's a good that's a great question <laughs> i've gotten so much good feedback that it's it's overwhelming sometimes um yeah. i've gotten several messages that that were suicidal that said that they were close to mm -hmm. suicide and that, that something about my video made them quit heroin or, or quit oh doing terrible in their life um yeah, I feel that. I've, yeah. gotten, I've gotten suicide letters that that weren't good. And I actually, the first time I got one, I called the, the police and I was like, you know, this letter looks real, but it's all anonymous. I don't know who it's from. It's, it's in the comments. It's a very long three paragraph thing saying this is my last day on earth. And wow. the cops were like, well, you know, we don't know who this is. We're not allowed to like track them down. So we can't do anything. So I've gotten... I've gotten a couple of weird comments like that and I just try to like, you know, I don't know the person, but I try to say something encouraging and, and hopeful. Yeah. And, um, but I've gotten a lot of really good messages from people that have like kind of lost all hope who were really at a low point and then they, they saw a video and that inspired them to just start pushing the momentum in a different direction. And that's, that's really encouraging. I get messages from people that are, in their eighties to little teenagers, like 13 years old saying that they're, um, you know, I'm like, Hey, don't, don't try mushrooms yet. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be careful with what I, I tell people. Like you really don't want to give out any health advice or. Yeah. That's probably really tricky. Um, yeah. I can see some, especially now with your might not make a huge difference when you have 10 subscribers, but when you're at a million, like you are that I could see, you know, really like, having that huge amount of responsibility almost on your shoulders. That's a lot. 
especially now, you know, with all the uh, chaos going on in the world, I've gotten so many messages from people saying, you need to make a, a video about coronavirus. And uh, I did feel kind of obligated to make something about the pandemic in some way. But again, I don't want to be like, there's so much misinformation out there. I didn't want to like present something that was relevant in March. And then here we are in yeah. June, completely wrong at this point. So I didn't make one on the pandemic, but I kind of examined the history of pandemics and what we can learn from the past and how we can apply that to this situation. Um, and that went over pretty well, but YouTube still demonetized it and kind of kicked me off a little bit. Wow. Oh, wow. But for the most part, YouTube's pretty good. They had a they had across the board policy where anybody who talks about coronavirus mm. can't make money on their video, which I, I can kind of understand. Um, and then a lot of people really want me to make a video about what's going on now with the, the police and uh, that, that one I probably won't touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That topic. But I, I really respect your really observation of what's going on in the various ego bodies of the entire world. Um, and, and to that point, like, you know, we live in a world of data and feedback and it's available immediately, whether that be um, subscriber numbers, followers, um, comments. How do you silence the noise um, such that it doesn't impact your creativity, your inspiration? How do you keep the noises out as you're creating and developing? Maybe it is just to get up into a cabin in the woods and shut everything off. But, uh, but curious how you do that. That is one way for sure. It's just every, probably at least once a month, I need a few days off to just go way out into nature and just shut, shut the phone down, shut all the, all the computer down. But, um, fortunately I, I don't have my face or my voice really on the channel and I've kind of gone back and forth. A lot of people say, Oh, you need to put your face on it. We want to hear your voice, but I have a lot of creator friends and, and I'd say about 80% of them have mental health issues mm. and all the comments are not helping it. Mm. Right. Them die by their comments. And if yeah. one video does bad, they're, they're freaking out. If the next video does good, they're on top of the world. So um, I've been a little hesitant to put myself out there. Um, so um, I think that's one way to, since I've re remained pretty anonymous, I, I have this like veil between me and, and the people. So I don't take things too personally. That, that's one way. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's so good on you for like, kind of looking ahead and seeing like, what could this turn into if I right from the beginning, I'm like, hey, hey, guys, it's after school, like, and people know your face, because that is something that is so um, attractive to other people that they know my brand by my face, I want my face out there, right? Mm. I would say that's the majority of, of people who get in on YouTube and Instagram and influencers, they're not necessarily thinking about the logistics and the practicality and their mental health. That's, I mean, so impressive that you, you can separate the like, you know, attractiveness of the external and really like, how is this going to impact me as a soul eventually? Yeah. Have you ever hung out with like a, a blogger or like a YouTuber? Yeah. 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 I see you guys look at each other like, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, strange, like, were they vlogging while, while they were with you? Pretty much. I mean, it was actually more uncomfortable um, without like an Instagram uh, filter between us. So it, sometimes they're more natural 
talking through their phone than they would be face to face, oddly enough. That yeah. is odd. I, I hung out with some YouTubers and it, it's weird that, you know, we'll, we'll do a workout and then like, wait, 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 before we do the workout, we got to record this. And they'll, they'll take out uh, the selfie stick and the thing. And I'm like, okay, can we, you know, 30 minutes later, we haven't even started the workout. And they're like, <laughs> well, I'm the cameraman. And right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, oh, sorry. I, I just like, when the camera's not on, they're one person and then the camera goes on and they're this completely different person. It, it's just, I don't know, maybe it makes two personalities in your mind. Yeah. Right. And I keep asking, is that the way? Um, I'm obsessed with, you know, I want to zag when everybody else is going to zig. I'm obsessed with it. And I don't know if that's always the best approach, um, but God, I hope that I hope that's the better approach with a lot of these, uh, you know, quote unquote, yeah, influencers. Um, but it, se- it does seem that way. I think that's a pretty good approach. Like uh, uh, Mark Twain has this quote, I'm going to misquote it, but um, when everybody else is doing one thing and, and you're with the majority, it's time to stop and reassess. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, I've got this rule about the news since a lot of my friends watch the news constantly. I'm like, okay, whatever the news says to do, I'm either going to ignore it or do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't turned on the TV one time during this whole pandemic. And I really like, I have almost like pride with that because people get sucked in and it almost becomes like an addiction, like, like dopamine. And you're getting your like fix of drama and like, what's going on? What's the president saying? What's this? What's that? And instead of like, Hey, what do I, how am I going to impact the world today? Um, So I've just like, we need to stay away from it. There's already too much. I feel like on Instagram, and that's where my business lies, where it lives or our business lives is on Instagram. I have to be on Instagram. And so like limiting yeah. and knowing your limits of what's actually healthy for you. Absolutely. I posted a picture yesterday of, uh, of some people watching the news and they were kind of in chains. And um, the, the quote at the top was those who don't move, don't know that don't notice their chains. Yeah. And, uh, it had CNN on the screen. So somebody was like, oh, I know what side this channel's on. I know <laughs> of course. Alt-right channel. <laughs> I said, does every single person have to belong to one of the two? Is there only two choices and you have to be in one or the other? And they said, yes, you know, you have, you have picked your side clearly. And I was like, okay, can I make my own side? Okay, I don't need yeah. a leader. I can lead myself. This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Immune Intel AHCC, which is my own private label. If this is the first you're hearing about it, AHCC comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30 years, three zero years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and much more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system. Then your body actually does the work of healing the disease. If you want to learn more about HCC 
and in my opinion, you should, you can go back and listen to episode number three of this podcast where I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about HCC. If you or someone you love needs HCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmimifit.com in Mimi's store. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the whether it's the older I get or the more I look into this, um, the more comfortable I start getting with the fact that there is no conclusion. And my conclusion is that I'm never going to have one. And uh, I'd prefer to live in a world where you can treat it as an adventure. You can treat it like that, that level in a Mario game where you can look under a stone and figure out what your plus one is going to look like. You can go identify your firepower and live life like it's an adventure and that there's not this set of rules or these conclusions that you're, you know, imprisoned by. And, uh, it makes me wonder, you know, you have this wealth of probably, uh, information at your disposal, whether it's great teachers or ideas, what for you specifically along the way um, that you ultimately turn into content, but what have been the, the, the major teachers or ideas um, for you? Uh, Alan Watts is, is probably my biggest uh, teacher. And this kind of goes to what we were just talking about. Uh, I think the, the, the best idea I've taken from him is how to figure out what you want in life. Yeah. If you ask anybody, what do you want in life? It's, it's almost like a really personal question. It's so simple, but they'll, they'll almost get defensive. And when you ask somebody, what do you want in life? It's, it's kind of like asking them, who are you? It's, it's a different form of that question. And it's really hard to answer because you don't know who you are because you're always changing. So you can never really know what you want because mm. you don't know yourself. And so the answer to, to what do you want in life? Uh, this is what I got from Alan Watts is, is I don't know. But there's two types of I don't know. There's there's I don't know when I haven't thought about it. Like I've never thought about what I want, so I don't know. And then there's the I don't know when you think about all the things you think about, okay, I want a house, a car, I want all these material things, I want to be rich. After you've explored all the pleasures in the world, you will come out on the other side and, and say, I still don't know what I want. After you've had everything, after you have control over everything, you will say, actually, I don't want to control everything. I, I want I want a surprise in my life. I want... I want to wake up in the morning and not know what, what's going to happen today. And it's really exciting. And the interesting thing is if, if you had the ability, this is also from Alan Watts, if you had the ability to control everything in life, most people think, oh, that'd be awesome. Every guess that I had would be correct. If you had the ability to control everything, after 100 years of this, you would say, okay, I'm done. I, I actually want what I originally had. I, I don't want to know. I want a day where there's a surprise because that, that's kind of what happiness is. It's a surprise. Like, Think about any joke. Yeah, uh, a good joke has a surprise. It's a punchline that you didn't see coming. Any any happiness, if you if you know what's coming, you're gonna be oh that that's what I expected. Sure. But you know the the winning touchdown that the the worse the odds were of scoring that touchdown, the happier you will be when your team scores it. So yeah. uh, there's an I don't know at the end, um, and. That I don't know is very different from the I don't know at the beginning because because that's when you kind of release all the desire and you like cease to cling to yourself and you're like then free to just be desirelessness. Uh, wow. I love that. And it, it's so complimentary. <clears throat> and I'm sure you find this as you study other teachers as well. It's so complimentary that idea of I don't know and the comfort in I don't know with um, like Eckhart Tolle's uh, presence. Mm -hmm. 
and that the past is just a story you're telling yourself and that, that the future um, doesn't exist yet. And so where is reality? Well, it's in the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. even, even Lipton, I think you put a uh, recently you put Lipton on and like it's, it. it's that idea of, um, you know, choosing and, and being conscious of, of where you're going and those, those thoughts. And um, I think those types of ideas, less, less like books and churches and schools and institutions that are so physical and, and concrete. Um, it's these concepts of comfortability with the unknown that seem to complement each other that I find my truth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because the other reason why you don't know what you want is because you already have it. Right. Yeah, I love that so much. And gratitude, gratitude, like in daily gratitude reminds you, like I tell him all the time, we're going to get mushy here for a second, folks, but um, I tell him all the time, I always want to say, or I, I do, I say it all the time, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, because he is. If, I t- if I'm telling myself and I'm the one hearing it every single day, <laughs> I'm reminded every single day, like I already have the best, you know? And it's oh, just, thanks. you're welcome. <laughs> okay, mush session over. Yeah, I think, you know, if you say prayers or affirmations or, or any words of gratitude, um, I'd, I'd say 99% of those ideas should be of, of gratitude and then 1% maybe of wanting. Right. Yeah. Just what yeah. I think. Yeah. I yeah. No, I love that. I, th- I think, I think the idea of manifestation gets, gets almost commercialized at this point, even though it's this kind of non corporate idea. Um, but it gets commercialized into you can create anything that you want selfishly and you can have any position possession that you, you do want. And there is absolutely truth to that. But um I think it's so much, so much more has to do with where you set your target and then understanding that the byproduct of an appropriately set um, passion is whatever is needed from a material standpoint to support that inline passion or purpose. And if that's money, then that's money. But sometimes it's something else, right? It's, it's resources or community. Um, and I think as long as that intentional living is is towards something that is a passion and purpose then it it really does sort of by default show up for you i I really like your guys mindset (laughs) (laughs) um i have a a question i want to know a little bit more like about you um i want to know where in your life have you had the most significant change of mind to where either your programming upbringing pathways where you were learning from these great teachers where you thought oh shit that's actually what it is what was that like click aha moment for you wow there's been a lot i I think i think one of the most powerful ideas that i've come across and and one that's like an underlying theme of all the videos is that you you can't change the world so stop worrying about changing things on the other side of the world Stop worrying about global warming. You can't change anything, but you can change yourself. That's all you can change is yourself. Yeah. And when you change yourself, you will actually change the whole world. And what I want to do is empower the individual. Like I think change happens on the individual level. So if you mm-hmm. wake up in the morning, you don't check your phone, you exercise, meditate, you do something productive first thing, 
you don't have goals, you have priorities. You set your priorities and you hit your priorities. You make your bed, you tend to your garden, you clean your house, you make your corner of the world as best as you can because everybody can get on board with that. Then you help your neighbor, you help your community. And if everybody did that, the world would change overnight. Right. Yeah. Our, our attention is so fixated on these things we can't control on social media, on the news. And it's like all this aggression and energy is just focused on, on things we can't do much about. And everybody's got their hand out waiting for something to come that's not going to really help them. And it's never going to come. Yeah. So, yeah, if everybody kind of adopted that mindset, I think the world would change overnight. And it's something that Bruce Lipton talks about. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it's like taking your power back. Sure. Yeah. Not, not unlike the, uh, the image you put up yesterday with, with the folks chained to the chair and, mm-hmm. and, you know, waving their fist at the, at the television. Um, what specifically for you are your practices, are your rituals, are, are those things that you prioritize? Yeah. So I think, um, health is, is probably my top priority. And so I try to get up every morning as tempting as it is, as it is to check my YouTube channel and like read the comments first thing in the morning. I try a little, to... little uh, breakfast bowl of dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is nice to like read all the comments in the morning because most of them are good at this point. But I try to get a workout in first thing. If I, if I can get a workout in before I start the day, uh, the rest of the day is going to be easy. Mark Twain, another quote, eat a frog first thing in the morning and the rest of the day will be a breeze. Um, so I, I have this game where like, the more pain I can put myself in in the morning, the, re- the easier the rest of the day will be. So like- You're my I brother. Just, I seriously, I feel like I'm listening to my partner talk right now. Like you guys are soul brothers. Oh, awesome. I want to- <laughs> Yeah, so it, it used to be working out was kind of about looking good. And then I tried to combine functionality. I, I played a lot of soccer and jujitsu, martial arts. Um, but now since all the gyms are closed and the soccer fields closed, it's it's- kind of like this game I have of just how hard can I push myself? And especially when the pandemic first came out, it was a, a it attacked your respiratory system. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, of course, none of the news was saying how to boost your immune system, but right. I was like, oh, what can I do? I can, I can burn cardio as hard as I can every day to make my lungs stronger. That's all I figured I could do. So I've kind of, since the gyms are all closed, that's kind of been my thing. I, I go in my backyard, luckily I have a full gym squat rack bench press everything um so i do that for about almost two hours every morning <clears throat> and then while i'm kind of when the workout's winding down I'll, I'll i'll go on instagram and i'll do a post i try to like post and get off i don't want to stay scrolling on too too long but that's pretty hard i end up scrolling a little cameo a little cameo on social media um uh, that's awesome man i i absolutely uh align there for sure yeah yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yeah, you two look like you work out all the time. So you know, here and there. Yeah, he's I mean, he's up. I'll speak for him because he's he's yeah, but he is up at 430 and getting the crap done first thing in the day and then everything else he knows like, OK, I've, I've, it's going to be OK. Just like you said, um, I'm a little bit more like gradual, I would say, but it's like just finding you, like we're different people. And I, you know, if you're listening to Mark speak and it doesn't sound like, Oh, that does not sound fun to me at all. Like find your thing, find something that feels, fills your cup up. For me, it's not, 
getting into an intense workout right away. It's, it's my coffee, my mushrooms, and I'm sitting down and I'm reading and writing and just like, you know, this energy is coming out of my brain. And if you don't do those things, if I don't do those things, then I don't feel right the rest of the day. I'm sure if you didn't do the things that you're speaking about, you don't feel right the rest of the day. And I think it's super important for people to, what's my thing? Like, what's my thing that that or multiple things that fill my cup up so that I can actually show up in my little corner of the universe, my best self. Yeah. It's, yeah. Almost, it's almost a little counterintuitive because if somebody says, Oh, they have 10 hours of work to do, I'm like, oh, I have so much work to do, I don't have time to work out. I'm like, okay, work out first. And then that 10 hours of work is going to take you six hours. <laughs> like you'll yeah, figure right. out Seriously. faster and you'll do better work. Yeah, so build, I, I build your work. own constraints for sure. Yeah. If yeah. I don't work out, my art actually gets worse. So like I, I'm drawing and I'm like, oh God, I ate a bunch of pasta <laughs> last night. Like I can feel it in my drawing. So draw, drawing is almost like a workout in itself. Like I got to do a couple warm-up drawings. Like the shoulder, oh, I can yeah. imagine. Like, like the first drawing, I can almost I can tell. I don't think anybody else can tell, but my first drawing is like tight. Like mm. I, I'm like in, and then by the end I'm like loose and all the lines are coming together and there's a flow to it. How did you discover, like, holy crap, I'm a superhero at drawing? <laughs> uh, well, my parents told me that they, they would, before I could even walk, they would throw down a pen on a paper and I would, like, roll over and just start drawing. Wow. And I held the pen in this weird manner. I held it like a fist. And I, I continued holding the pen like that to, like, second grade. And all my teachers were like, you need to change, you need to change. And... um my, my family would submit my art to this uh, local museum. It's, it's a pretty big museum called the De Young. And uh, <clears throat> one day I'm in first grade, they bring in this trophy. It's like five feet tall. And they're like, is Mark in the class? And I'm like three feet tall. And, this yeah. thing, like, <laughs> and I won, I won the best youth art piece in this big museum. It's, it's a huge wow. museum that has like Van Gogh. It's called the De Young. It's the biggest art museum in, in like, San Francisco, maybe the West Coast. Wow. That's incredible. Prodigy. From, from that moment, I was like, oh shit, I, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm good at art. Wow. Yeah. So first grade was really when you were like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I didn't get accepted into this elementary school too. And it was really hard to get into elementary school, I guess. I, I don't know. It was a public, but it was selective. And I, I didn't get in. And my mom's like, she, she stopped the principal and she's like, wait, 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 just, just, just watch him draw for a sec. Yeah. And have you seen his trophy? The principal <laughs> watched me draw and she was like, okay, he can, he can come in. <laughs> I don't remember any of this, but I guess, you know, I was lucky, like back to the Bruce Lipton thing with the, the, the programs we are given from a young age, we are zero to seven is the programming period. So we're getting all these, yeah. our subconscious is being created. I, I was very blessed that. I had an encouraging family and um, I was set up in a, an environment where I was able to just explore those things where, you know, other kids are not so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. That, that really is a, a superhero origin story. Seriously. And it just proves like that, you know, what you've said wasn't really great at reading or comprehension or whatever, but you have this tangible superpower that you've discovered, thank God. But um, it just shows that like the traditional normal way of sitting in school, sitting still and memorizing your times tables and everything like that. Maybe that's not the best 
scenario to really unlock and unleash these superpowers of all of every kid. Maybe mm. some kids do fine with that. I definitely did, but you didn't. And um, I just like, I'm so thankful that you were one of the lucky ones that really truly did discover your superpower because I think, I feel like there's so many little kids that, oh, you drew a purple giraffe? Mm, that's not what color giraffes are. Sorry, you get a D or whatever, you know, they're stifled. Do you, did you ever have that where you maybe in school were like suppressed or stifled, even though you have this incredible superpower? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, one story does come to mind in, in college. I got pretty bad grades in art even, surprisingly. Um, and I think my teachers kind of just didn't like me because they would tell me to do one thing and I would just like go off and do my own thing and then it would look good, but they'd be like, you didn't follow my instructions. Um, I had this one teacher, um, she, told, she told me that I was gonna be a failure and at very best, my, my art would end up in a cheap motel. Wow. And she told me this in front of the whole class and wow. I don't, I don't take things that personally. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, but it's funny because I had like a little chip on my shoulder and I, when I hit 100,000 subscribers, I kind of wanted to like send her an email. I bet she's one right. of those. I bet she's one of the million subscribers. I mean, you see one video, how can you not be? And I typed out an email and I was like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> I was like, you don't need to do this. Wow. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's a crazy story. Um, Thank you. Speaking of speaking of kids and and I love this. Um, Mark's actually got a got a kids book out there, everybody. Um, and it pertains to the uh, the video around the color purple. Correct. Um, yes. What other projects are you working on? You got more kids kids books in the future. Um, obviously, I know you're going to continue to add just incredible content to the after school YouTube channel. But uh, what, what else is, uh, if you don't mind sharing, what other irons you got in the fire? That's a good question. Uh, I, wanna, I wanna make another kid's book. This, this book wasn't like a massive success, um, but I'm hoping to kind of leverage, it, it did pretty well and it's not over yet, but um, that one was self-published and I, I wanna get a, a published one done. Uh, I don't. I actually don't have any massive things in the works. Uh, kind of just turning turning along new videos, and things are. I guess what I'm focused on now is building a team. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. I don't envision myself being a, a, alone, forever. I, I. There's other YouTubes out. YouTubers out there that are just a one man show, and they do that forever. And then there's other ones that have really taken it beyond YouTube, and they're like an entire media enterprise empire thing. And I kind of want to see if I can take it to the next level. Mm. Yeah. How can, how can we uh, support you in that? Jeez, <laughs> you guys have already done more than enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or, or listeners out there besides subscribing and uh, checking out Patreon for, for supporting the show. Um, yeah. Let everybody know how we can keep spreading the light. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep spreading the positivity. We will, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we can't not at this point, right? Like if you, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like if somebody told you like, well, you just got to stop. You, it would feel like you're like, I know for me, it would feel like I was like letting go of a piece of myself. And 
I hear all the time from people like, oh girl, you're doing so much good. Keep it up. And I'm like, there's no, there's no option for me. I, I have to similar because I feel like, you know, I, and we, we like, I've found that sweet spot, right. That you're talking about those four circles. And once you do find that, of course it could change and morph maybe over the years, but once you find that you don't, and it man creates more freedom in your life. I can't even it's weird to think about going into a clock in clock out dental hygiene job. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. You just don't, you just don't really go back. Um, one of the, the, the things that we, you know, speak about to, to every guest that comes on is the, the medicine mantra you could say is disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. Um, for you currently, what's, one thing um, that you're doing for your body that feels like medicine for you? Well, mushrooms comes to mind first thing. And oddly enough, several people in my life have asked me to show them mushrooms uh, for the first time and they, I'm no healer or anything. So I'm, I'm telling them, okay, look, I'll, I'll give you these mushrooms. We'll go out into the nature. You take them. I'm not going to be your guide or anything. I'm not going to heal you. I'll just be like a positive presence. You heal yourself. Mm. Um, but I, I do have a friend who's very sick right now with horrible migraines. Mm. And um, I've been really focused on trying to help her out because it's, she's really awesome girl. And I feel horrible that these migraines are like around the clock almost. She can't even sleep, can't eat. And uh, um. I'm pretty convinced that I think mushrooms would help a lot. I'm no doctor, but yeah. um, to me, there's three factors that affect your health. There's your, your mindset, there's your environment, which is like your diet and where you are. And then there's your genetics. And science has kind of separated these three very far apart. And I feel like they're kind of intertwined. Uh, I feel like your mindset can actually affect your genetics. I, I feel like your environment can affect your mindset. These all work together. So uh, with my friend, we've been trying to isolate. Is it part of the environment? Is it, are you able to conquer this with your mindset? Um, so we're just, we don't know what it is and I really want to help her. So, yeah. Well, I guess you kind of answered maybe the next part, but the next question is uh, for your mind, what feels like medicine for you currently? Yeah, exercise is, is so under, I don't, for anybody, I tell them exercise and diet, just cut all the weird process crap out of your life um, and exercise as hard as you can. It's, it's really that simple and people want to make it super complicated with all this nutrition science and all these exercise plans and diet, just go outside, exercise. It's not that hard. And, right. You know, it's, it's, it's as simple as like just doing 10 pushups. Like if you haven't worked out for months, just getting the ball rolling in the right direction, you do 10 pushups today in a week, you're doing 30 pushups in a month. You're doing hundreds of pushups and you're running and you get more into it. It's just about getting that wheel spinning in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, also with exercise, you know, he could have said that for his body, but he's saying it for his mind. And one thing that I think about with exercise and working out and pushing yourself every single day, um, 
there's a lot of value in that because if, when you're doing that every single day, you are continuously telling yourself, like, I do hard things. Mm -hmm. I do hard things. And I'm going to go off on a tangent here for just a second. I was noticing just anecdotally being a dental hygienist, um, people that I could tell exercised every single day did much better when I was actually giving them injections, you know, injections for numbing the mouth they would be able to almost like talk themselves through it, knowing that there's this little bit of pain right now is only going to last like 30 seconds and then it's going to be so much better. When I could tell that they had a regimen for their body, um, it does affect the mind. You tell yourself over and over and over, I do hard things. That's just like my, there's no science on that people. There's no clinical studies. That's just my observation of human behavior. It's, it's so true. Yeah, I, I was doing a jujitsu for, for this past year before the every gym got closed. And I noticed that it's like problem solving with your body. You know, mm -hmm. for every move, there's a reversal. For every sweep, there's another sweep. And uh, it's this, it's like this mental chest that you're playing. And, and I noticed that um, after that, I would be able to figure out problems in, in my business. I'd say, oh, wow, okay, this solution is not going to work. What's, what's, what if we go this way? And uh, one of the, the best things is, is turning a negative into a positive. When, um, when one door shuts, I was just thinking about this in the backyard because I have to work out in my backyard every day now. And I'm like, well, the gym's closed. At least I get to work out outside. And there's a ton of mosquitoes out there. I don't know what is going on in our backyard, but there's mosquitoes everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this does suck, but how can I make this a positive? Okay, I can't stop. I can't stop moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look at my phone these mosquitoes are gonna be all over me yeah, yeah yeah and what about for your relationships um what do you feel like currently is medicine for your relationships with uh friendships or romantic whatever whatever comes to mind for you hmm well i'm not in a relationship so i i'd, I'd have to think back to the past for that um for friendships I guess they say that you are kind of the sum total of the, the people around you. So just surround yourself with the people that are kind of, that make you feel good, that, that you trust, that have your best interests at heart and you want to help them and they want to help you and you support each other. Um, if you have friends in your life that you can't trust and that are not honorable, you, you might want to consider stepping away from those because that's just kind of dead weight. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that there's a lot of value in having people in your life that don't necessarily agree with everything that you say. Like they're not just like a mirror image of you, but they actually, there's this give and take this like tug of war, almost this mutual exchange of new thoughts and ideas. And it's not just like flowing one way you leave an interaction or an event or something with this person and you feel like lifted rather than drained, which is what some relationships do. Those energy vampires, right? Hmm. Love mm -hmm. that. Also just saying yes to things. If, if somebody invites me to something and just, just saying yes to it and showing up, showing, showing up is 95% of it. Um, mm -hmm. for, for people that are like, let's do something in three months on this date. Um, I kind of, it's like really hard to meet up with those people and they cancel like right before, um, I'm kind of the people in my life are more like you pick up the phone. What are you doing in 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> those are the people I still have around. 
Yeah, that that's presence, right? Is yeah. uh, is being able to listen to your own body at, in a particular moment and decide yes or no. Uh, and there's such freedom beyond discomfort. And even back to your point about about you know medicine for your mind and, and your body through exercise, or, uh, saying yes to everything, even if it, it initially it feels a little bit uncomfortable. And there's a difference between uncomfortable and okay, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. But if it feels a little bit uncomfortable, there's such freedom and such learning on the other side of that discomfort that I've almost gotten to the point. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but if I start to feel that a little bit, I'm, I, I get actually excited because I'm like, damn, there's a, there might be a breakthrough beyond that, or there might be a breakthrough through that. And, and, um, yeah, so there's so much beauty in those little moments of like stretching, stretching, expanding. Yeah. Which I feel like, again, just bringing it full circle back to your art. Um, it's a very, safe place for people to think new thoughts and expand in ways again in this like childlike state where they're oh my gosh look at these beautiful images and just even that alone i feel like er, like cracks the door for people's higher level you know higher level of consciousness being like oh yeah this feels good i'm gonna think about this a little bit more yeah no doubt yeah i've heard a good analogy where where our consciousness is kind of like water in a, in a dam. And when a new idea kind of comes into your consciousness, that's like a little crack in the dam. Let's say like Martin Luther King, when he came on the scene, that was like a big crack in the dam. And all of a sudden all these new ideas started pouring out. And right now, a lot of things are changing in, in today's world. And I feel like there are big cracks all through that dam and that dam is about to burst. Yeah, Seriously. In a good way. In a good way, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, we need a, a hard reset, I think. And it starts, again, you guys, it starts with you. Um, you can't change anyone else in the world or make an impact without making yourself the best version of yourself. Um, I hope you guys got so much value out of this. Um, if you haven't, I know I, I, I told my audience and followers and everything like please before this interview go check out his art and his videos because it's going to make so much more sense and you're you're just going to enjoy it that much more so i hope you guys did that if not um go check them out um on youtube after school s-k-o-o-l um and uh just continue subscribe make sure you subscribe and uh just continue to put these ideas out if i can drop a suggestion in the in the suggestion box is like you are making a huge impact in people's lives and um so much gratitude for me and i know chase too yep so grateful for you man uh thank you for lifting the collective vibe of our universe and um yeah excited to see whatever you got next really appreciate you thank you so much yeah it was really good to have you yeah great to be on thank you To join Chase and I in supporting Mark and the transformational after-school content, check the show notes below for the link to his Patreon site, or if you're on the after-school YouTube page, find the About tab, and at the bottom of the page, you'll see the Patreon link. Any amount helps this much-needed channel thrive. Thank you for helping us lift up the collective vibe of our controllable universe. Cheers, boo.